Hello, welcome back to the Popcorn Podcast. That is P-O-C corn, C, as in people of color. This is the podcast where we discuss films, usually feature films, that have been star, that star, are produced by, or directed by, created by, <laughs> you guessed it, people of color. We are here today to discuss Life of Pi. Yes, I am one of your hostesses. Let me introduce myself. I am Tamaya. I am joined by my co-host. As always, please introduce yourself, lovely lady. Finger guns, pew, pew, pew. This is Esther coming at you very hard, but also very exhausted and tired. So we'll see how it goes. Good night. Okay. (laughs) As we were saying, we are definitely going to be talking about Life of Pi today. Um... It's a movie I quite enjoyed, but we will get into all the details first. Uh, let's get into our synopsis of the film, and then we're going to hop over to Culture Corner or Culture Context to uh, <laughs> give you guys a little information on this film. Please. All right. Synopsis. So, Life of Pi, which is a 2012, so kind of a year in, not year in, decade in, decade in. Adventure drama film directed by the amazing Ang Lee, mm-hmm. uh, based on a book by Yan Motel's 2001 novel of the same name, Life of Pi. And it, at the core, it's a story that revolves around two survivors of a shipwreck, Pi, which the movie's base, you know, title is based out of, and a ferocious Bengal tiger named Richard Parker. And it is, they are both stranded on a lifeboat in the Pacific Ocean for 227 days. So this is all I feel like we can say at this point, right? Without giving right. too much away. But as our listeners know, we are all about the spoilers, 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 spoilers. So, you know, if you really want to watch this before you listen to us, please go, but come back. Yes. If you're like me and you're all about more of the discussion and analysis stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) right you have been warned okay so now that the synopsis is out of the way esther as always will please break down a little bit of culture context um and uh her feelings about said (laughs) creator of uh storyline please so a little culture recorder that i wanted to bring is um our main um protagonist uh, Piscine Molitor Patel, who goes by Pi, um, is the story starts, you know, with him and his family in Pondicherry, India. So something interesting that I learned myself, and I thought that was very interesting, is that Pondicherry is actually a territory within India. And the way that my partner um, explained it to me is you can kind of see it as how the U.S. Virgin Islands are to the U.S., where Mm. they are obviously still part of the U.S. and their citizens are U.S. citizens. Pondicherry is in the state, or at least near the state of Tamil Nadu. So that's why sometimes when you read about the life of Pi, they'll tell you that Pi is a Tamil Nadu um, boy. And that's why. But Pondicherry in its own, because of its history, it was of you know again the way that colonization happens um india has gone through or put in different parts of india have been colonized by different european countries 
um, Pondicherry itself was the last the last colonization periods uh, was from the French, and that's why it has a very like you're talking about like a French Riviera feel to it, mm. both to the culture and also the architecture. Okay. Um. So I think that was pretty cool. Uh, when it comes to the author of the book, which the movie is based out of. Mm-hmm. It was surprising to learn that he is a full-on white Anglo-Saxon Canadian right. and has never really lived in India, as far as I know. So <laughs> this brings, you know, to mind a theme that we've talked about here and there in our other uh, episodes about who gets to tell our stories, tell stories, but also what, who gets to tell the stories of people who are underrepresented, Ooh. who are seen as uh, minorities within the global West, who gets to really discuss and have the power to showcase those stories. And to kind of tell you, it's it's not just I feel me saying that. Um, I will share that the next book that Jan Mattel wrote after Life of Pi is a novel um, titled Beatrice and Virgil, which is about uh, a tale, allegorical tale about the representation of the Holocaust. The man is not a Jew. So this is wow. where we're coming from. He is just on a roll, isn't he? He's like, <laughs> I have I, my I struggles. Leave, I'm I going to just lean into. Just to make you understand who we're working with, or at least the, the source material where that's coming from. Right. Um, And the last bit that I wanted to also bring up as a cultural context mm-hmm. is as I was watching the movie and and knowing that it was based from a book, it reminded me of another book, um, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Oh my God, I want to read that, but go on. Um, I, I I've heard nothing but recommend amazing things about that. Yes. Highly recommend. But I bring them up because in a way, to me, they have a similar feel because Ooh. Paulo Coelho, he's a Brazilian uh, author. Okay. And the protagonist and the alchemist, um, I don't know if he is from the Middle East, but at the very least, like a big part of the story happens as he travels through the Middle East and encounters uh, Islam. And I feel like that is a way the way that the story is told in The Alchemist feels to be much more true because he wasn't positioning himself as I know about Islam, I know about the Middle East. It was, oh, this this is your kind of uh, um, outside perspective. Every literary uh, journey, men. 
You know, he's okay. a hero on an on an adventure. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Back himself, yes. Going through a transformative Hero's journey. journey. Yes. And we are there with him as he learned about all of this stuff that he's just mm-hmm. trying to um to process. Mm-hmm. And that feels true to me versus Pi, who he's his culture, he's so deep in a culture that is already so filled with religion and 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 language and colonization Mm. and that i feel like yan just did not or could not really flesh that out and Mm -hmm. bring in the color that it should and could have brought in okay because there are certain parts where i'm like pi could have been from anywhere right in a way I could have been from anywhere but because you purposely put him in a in a place in a time because again right this is happening right around a very um tense and emotional time within India during the Uh India Indira Gandhi government right so again you have so much political, social, linguistic, cultural thing happening, or at least you've placed your protagonist in. And then it just, it doesn't really, right. there's no, there's, what's that? there's no benefit, there's no reward, or there's no like flesh out at the end. So without further ado, gonna close <laughs> context and go into our questions. <laughs> Okay, we are caught up on the cultural contact cultural corner. Thank you very much. Um, back to you, Tamaya. So we will discuss. <laughs> I will ask said questions to Esther. This is how our format normally goes. Um, we'll both answer the questions ultimately, mm-hmm. but the one who is um not presenting the questions really has the floor for the most part. So here we go. What were you expecting, or what had you heard? about life of pie before you jumped in um to this experience if anything um yes so i didn't i never watched this movie until this year until right you know before our recording and what i knew about it was more along the lines of the visual effects and how it won a good number of awards when it was um, up for award season. And the fact that the visual company that, you know, created all the great visual effects went bankrupt shortly after. And there was a big discussion around um, properly giving uh, kudos to, you know, all the different artists and people who go into making a film right and um how much you know each portion deserves so I really came in to the movie not really knowing at all about the movie just more about the making of the film okay the technical the technical aspect of it yeah yeah what about yourself I did not come into it hearing I not necessarily about the technical aspect. I heard about, like you said, all the talk in the um, award season kind of area where everyone talked about how great this movie was, all the awards it planned to win and all this other stuff. And that's usually enough for 
my father the most most eclectic <laughs> person in the whole wide world in terms of his taste for for pop culture and films shows to bring it to me and uh, my mother and I think my brother at the time for us to kind of indulge in so it was just like okay at least this is one we all heard about instead of one of the randos he likes to pick up so it was kind of <laughs> like good in that way and uh something I looked forward to to try to f- figure out what this was but I didn't know officially the plot it was, I felt like it was one of those kind of elusive if you didn't read the book elusive plots that was, mm-hmm. was not displayed in the the um the trailer or anything like that it was like it's just an experience you have mm-hmm. to see and mm-hmm. and see and, and really be engulfed in this and so that's all that I had so nothing but good feels going in I did not know who wrote the original story this was before I was really doing books like that so wow a decade ago my god um, so. I know, right? It feels really out there. Like, it feels really fresh. Yes, yes. As a film, it feels and so. Really yeah, fresh. I feel like it ages pretty decently. Yes. Okay, so here we go. What did the inciting incident incite in you? Our favorite question, um, just for the way. So, it's- to confirm, right? The inciting incident is the shipwreck. Correct. Um, the shipwreck and ish going down on the little lifeboat. Yes. Um. What did incite in me? Honestly, I don't want to say nothing, but it just, I wanted to like, I wanted to still be, at least like, I wanted to spend so much more time in Pondicherry. I wanted to Mm. really learn about how Pi wrestled and and merged his you know three fates yeah. I wanted to learn more about Anandi and that relationship I wanted mm. to learn about his father a whole lot more and his mother and their relationship I just I really like that <laughs> so you felt like his whole background was stolen from you in, in efforts to get it's to been stolen from me I just feel like okay so a bit of a you know look under the curtain of Esther when I started the film and I realized it was more than 90 minutes. <laughs> this is such a consistent thing with you. I, it clocked out as a, I, at a cool, I want to say two hours and 15 minutes or so. Oh, it was definitely knocking on it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay. Am I really going to be spending two hours watching a kid or watching somebody on a lifeboat? Is this really what it's going to be? <laughs> Come on, castaway. <laughs> and then, you know, we get introduced to Piscine, which, by the way, it I didn't make the connection that his name was Piscine until I started watching the movie. Because as I read it, I was like, oh, Piscine, whatever, kind of like, flew over my head but right. as a French speaker I should have realized that his name is literally pool pool yeah piscine just means pool oh yes okay <laughs> so you know like so when I realized that I was like I was really like I said I was so just like enthralled with the visuals and the story of his time while he was still a young boy in India like that for me was the story as we got into the shipwreck I was like 
oh my god this is actually gonna be the biggest part of the movie and i do not care for it <laughs> like you know i'm just like i'm gonna be spending an hour plus of just him and some you know visual effects tiger <laughs> and there's nobody else right it's just gonna be like the ocean and him and a tiger which can't talk and i'm like again kudos to the actor and amazing photography and direction but the storyline itself at the end of the day i'm just like bring me back to pondicherry please or you know like I just I don't care. <laughs> oh my god. Well, for me, I was highly I wasn't as invested in the land and everything he came from. But normally most films when they have such a jarring inciting incident such as this, like a whole shipwreck situation, they make it so they're going to give you a taste of something and you know some issues about to go down that makes all the things that happened before this 15 minutes kind of just be like, and let it go, which is always, the, it's like a depressing thing to me when it comes mm -hmm. to kind of traumatic experiences like this. Yeah. Like, so I got to let go of his family. I got to let go of his culture. I got to let go of his home. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you've lost it along with the character if it's done right. And, and are mourning it for most of the film if they can't give you something else to focus on. So I definitely get where you're coming from. But I did, um, I did expect, you know, like I said, I saw nothing but surface level boat tiger. This guy, so mm -hmm. I was waiting for that. I was like, when? This yeah, like, like I was waiting for it, but I. Yeah. It was just that, like I wasn't expecting to spend so much time with time him with for it. life, and for yeah. it to just be so rich. Right. And then for me to be like. But I want to go to there. <laughs> I don't want to be here for 227 I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> Yo, I totally get it. So, yeah, I would say that it incited in me sadness because of what he lost and all of that. And then on the boat, and please also mm -hmm. um, break down the three. You mentioned his three religions. Mm -hmm. Just saying them out there for everyone who's listening for people who skipped the film. So he adhered to Hinduism, mm -hmm. Islam, and Christianity, but specifically Catholicism. Okay. Yeah. And so um, it was sadness for, for the incident. And then for him to get on this lifeboat, make it with at least his mother, just for her. Well, no, not his mother. I'm sorry make it with these animals and for the traumatic experience of the animals all getting kind of mauled by this crazed hyena before Richard Parker jumps the frick out and takes the hyena. It was just a lot of trauma after trauma moments in a very short span of time that again, I felt like sorry. it incited in me. God dang. Maybe I'm just like showing my colors a bit too early, but again, all of this happens so early on and you still have an hour to go <laughs> that's really again as it was like damn it if mike keep picking these long films though in my defense i think you I picked, picked the, the last one and the highs that's what we and i also so, yeah, yeah. The highs. i keep picking them up i'm sorry <laughs> and i love me a good long film so it's really funny that esther is the one really picking out these good lengthy lengthy films because <laughs> she is not a fan 
Um, okay, next question. <laughs> um, or another part of that question, if no, I guess we can say that later. Did the climax deliver? Is usually our question number three. Did you feel like the climax of this film delivered? I will say yes. Okay. Because I did not, I really did not expect where it ultimately ended. Mm, same. Um, and I also was, because I think the film does, in the, and again, that's why I feel like it won so many great awards because the direct was, I will say outright, I don't think the story, the screenplay is that strong because again, for the majority mm. of the of the film is just one actor responding through nothing, right? He's not acting against anybody else, but the mm-hmm. elements are not him. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's that's a lot in terms of like, you know, acting. So I give him major kudos, this young actor. Um but the story, when you really kind of like brawl it down, it's a very straightforward story, right? Of a mm-hmm. shipwrecked boy at sea by himself just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. So the film really had to rely on a lot of other things besides storytelling. Right. Which is really interesting because the the theme of the film is storytelling. Right. <laughs> Right. So, so in that way, I feel like the cinematography, the visual, like mm. I feel like I, I, I could smell the salty air. Oh my gosh! Right. I could, I could feel dehydrated alongside him. I could feel the anger, hunger, and anger. I could feel all these things as I was watching that, and I, 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 I did feel, like you said, like you know that that just utter devastation and sadness of not being able to say goodbye mm-hmm. right? because and goodbye we get a bit of closure we we know that this thing ended or at least that chapter closed yeah and as he's gone through so much um devastation and loss right and and mm-hmm. so little time right he he's lost his country He's lost his love. He's lost his family. He's lost his connection to, you know, humanity. Yeah. To humans. Um, For almost a freaking year. And and so to have that one little bit that you think would be there with you to the very end also just vanish out of thin air without even a glance back, as he said, like mm-hmm. that will break you and it mm-hmm. broke me in that way so I think it really delivered because right it's not just that loss of Richard Parker but it's also and the storytelling of reconciling what happened and yeah as humans we 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 are and that's something that you know philosophically and sociologically and anthropologically we've wrestled with is one what is the meaning of meaning but also and that because we are meaning seeking animals like we want to we see something and we want to understand we want it to mean something yes when we don't 
get um when, when we're not anchored in meaning, when we're not really sure of what it is that we're experiencing, seeing, feeling, tasting, mm -hmm. it, it, it leaves us really just at a loss, like within a black hole almost. Like yes. what is this thing? Um and perhaps, and I think the 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 the, the film and the book in a way brings up then is is this where God comes in? Is God meaning? Mm -hmm. is, to me anyway. Is God meaning? Is God there to 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 give us that anchor when uh, life is just life? Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, again, to answer your question simply, I, I think it does deliver. I agree. I felt like it definitely delivered. I felt like the freaking twist at the end messed me up to this day. Um, the twist being, um, the, you know, the, the investigator, um, really not believing in the story or having questions about the story. So then asking Pi, like, did all this really happen? And then Pi giving him an alternative story of his mother being the orangutan who was, you know, murdered and the chef who did it and the sailor, um, I believe who had the wounded leg killed by the chef mm -hmm. and he, oh my gosh then attacks yes like when he switched all the animals on the boat to humans and made himself the tiger and because the tiger dipped when they when they were rescued so they didn't see any any um proof of the tiger ever being there the the believe the police and all them who rescued mm -hmm. him well once he re reached land and so when he flipped that and turned this entire experience that we all just experienced not more than 92 hours and 15 minutes worth of <laughs> and flipped it on its head as, and changed the characters the way that that flipped that story messed yeah. me up but also had me like oh my god that's just a whole nother and he's like which one do you like better I'm like dang you had to do me like that like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so and that I will say the protagonist versus antagonist like so who is the protagonist in this you know you would think it's pie even if he's but if he's turned into the the tiger who then kills and eats, you know, a shipmate who attacked his, still the protagonist, but then it's like, who's the real antagonist? It just flipped things all over the place for me. Like you went from animals who are in, in a way blameless. Like we can't blame mm -hmm. animals for being animals, right? Yes. But we ourselves as humans are animals ourselves. And mm -hmm. so when you turn all those animals that we're used to seeing with fur on its head and they have this, you know, and its skin, it's humans, who are the animals that is where we can now add blame that's where judgment and fear and disgust and all these things come up in us same story but we just change the characters from animals we're all used to who can't speak english or can't speak our language and animals who are human human humanity and the way that the person who was receiving the story was like i'd rather it be animals it's much more to it's easier to digest if it's animals that first story you took us on rather than if you turned all these characters into humans and then and then it, how he related that to that's god as well like it's just like the question what sounds better oh my god i think that just that alone had me like well give it the awards <laughs> <laughs> and i will say um right as we brought up that you know he um studied at the very like he studied and are there to 
you know, those three faiths, Hinduism, um, Islam, and Christianity, it was very telling for me that the sailor was Buddhist. He talks about, you know, how the the sailor kept talking about, uh, you know, I think it was talking about like just suffering, how he suffered. And if you know anything about Buddhism, one of the main tenets of Buddhism is that life is suffering. And that um, nothing is permanent. And to, and that are sort of our, again, very simplification, you know, sake, right? Because it's a religion, there's a lot of dogma and, you know, (laughs) scholars, all of that. But the third uh, tenet is, that our goal or like our purpose is to is to get out of suffering Mm. um and so it's 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 kind of I feel like an opposition in a way to at least like a bit of Christianity and Islam but definitely Christianity right because Christianity in itself is saying hey God loves us and because he loved us, he sent his son to suffer for us, Ooh. you know, and, right. and, and all of this, right. That kind of brings it all back to all of us as humans trying to create meaning, trying to, to, uh, to, to, to give, um, weight mm-hmm. to our life experience that we don't really, that we're still, you know, just blindly just going through life right being like okay we have a bit of science we have religion we have our experiences and and we're just trying to like make ourselves feel important Mm. and it's tying it to the Japanese investigators being like okay we're here because we want to understand why the ship wrecked and Pi is like does it really matter why the ship wrecked because to me the ship wrecking is not it's not it doesn't have meaning to me why yeah. this thing happened. What mean what the meaning for me is that I survived having to wrestle and grapple with a part of myself as a human that I thought I would never have to. Oh, geez, girl. You know? Yes. <laughs> and so yeah. Girl. <laughs> okay. So second to last question. What was the impact? How did it make you feel? Um, you know, outside of them making you watch a boat and a fake tiger. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll take this seriously, as always. Um, again, I... It made me feel a lot of things, both on the text itself of the film, right? Like, what did I watch? but also what I know about the story, you know? (laughs) And as I said, um, what I watched, I felt like I, honestly, like I said, I really cared for, let's say, I think it was like 30 or so minutes of the film. Mm -hmm. And then the last five minutes of the film, I really just kept- Fair uh, enough. (laughs) I, I, I will admit, I forwarded to a lot of the water stuff. I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> I, because I was like, I it's just him with a tiger. <laughs> I just want to keep going. 
Fair enough. Carry on. And I also was really peeved because the film used this um this um uh, tactic, I would say, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that I hate. Um, where we where a story or the meat of what we are about to get into is about the lives of people of color. But then they interject some white dude to give the story, you know. Validation? Not even validation, like to to appeal or 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 to get the white views because apparently white people cannot watch something or relate to something when they do not see themselves Mm. you know because in the book the the i'll give this to yan like in the book there that novelist doesn't exist that character wow Um, the whole thing is pie discussing his you know life to the japanese investigators wow wow you know yeah no that pisses me off now too (laughs) so so i i I, even like when i didn't even really know that i'm like why is this white dude here because clearly he has no like he he doesn't in like removing him does it do anything (laughs) (laughs) to the story he's not adding anything to the story he's not and so that's where i started (laughs) There. And then I got into Pi's story and I was like delighted. And then we got into the religion stuff and I was like, mm, okay, interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, like what it brought to me again is I kept, I kept thinking, will this obviously i know the answer is no but i was like for it's just as a thought experiment will this story still function if it was a woman and in a way i'm like this story could never be told from the point of a woman because so many of the things that he experienced or is interested in or mm-hmm. made him look into these religions, or at least accept these religions, mm. or things that, as a woman, if it was, it was a woman, but like still with the intellectual capacity of Pi, would have rejected. I feel mm. like. okay. No, I see what you mean there. Okay, thank I you. Do. <laughs> no, I do. Because I was like, I was like, the way you explained that, I'm like, okay, yeah, because a, a good portion of like the religions and stuff that he was accepting may very be may very much be intrinsically beneficial towards the men, as opposed yeah. to what, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so that's another thought that I was having to uh, wrestle with, yeah, not wrestle, but just like really ponder as I was watching it. Okay. It it was again, I was like thinking like with the gender stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, As a woman, like, because we we rarely hear about shipwreck stories with women protagonists. 
Mm. Why is that? You know, because they are, I can think of at least like one very famous story of a young girl who survived her parents being massacred at sea. Um, This is a true story? Yeah, a true story. So you talk about in true story form or in like fictional as well or all together? No, no, no. It's 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 like a, it's a true crime. Like it's the the no, not her specific story. I'm saying when you said like women, not that many women protagonists and shipwreck stories have been um, that I cannot I cannot think of any sort of fictional. I, I immediately think of like story. Titanic, but again, that's a woman and man type deal. But she's the one who survives. But. I feel like in, in a film. way the shipwreck was because it was a mass shipwrecked event mm-hmm. that like you know, I'm tra- I'm thinking specifically about like you know the like when you have that lone survivor of a okay. shipwreck or some sort of wreck okay <clears throat> having to manage their time in solitude mm. okay you know before being found I cannot think of women never by themselves no I have yeah. seen a film where but they're always with a man right so that's you know for another time interesting <laughs> <laughs> because you know I, I would love to read and and see that right because again um I'm not sorry I feel like I bring a lot of stuff to this but it's because like the for the majority of the movie my mind was elsewhere <laughs> yeah 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 because another really cool thing about the story is the name Richard Parker. Okay. Because Richard Parker, um, and Jan, um, in one of his many interviews, um, bring this up, is because Richard Parker is the name of three very distinct survivors of shipwreck. And one of the more famous ones um, is... <clears throat> it's a true account um what is that word it's it, there's a book called and the heart of the sea mm-hmm. and it is about one of those famous shipwrecked and that and it's a historical true you know event that particular story influenced herman merville who wrote um what did you moby dick but anyway is the fact that, as I said, in three different instances, they were, they were both named Richard Parker. They're all three men named Richard Parker who survived shipwrecked at sea. And for, at the very least, two of those three instances, and I'm, I want to say even three of them, ca- cannibalism was a factor in how they survived. Oh. So... It's very interesting, right? That like this really weird, you know, um, coincidence <laughs> exists mm. that, you know, people you know, will name the same thing and yeah. go through the same sort of ordeal. Do not name your children Richard Parker people. At least if you're into, you know, going at sea. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, get to it though. Well, how did it make you feel? What was the impact? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. To summarize, it made me think about a whole lot of things about existentialism, the nature of what makes us human, and the power of storytelling, but 
in terms of really power dynamics and who gets to have their stories be even heard. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I Thank agree you for thinking me. I agree with what you said. I will add that it made me feel personally grateful to not be on no damn ships. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from the cruises for a bit. To have my family, I like a cruise though. But anyway, to have my family (laughs) intact. And it did make me yet again question religion and god and stories and what we need to tell ourselves to comfort us in the great unknowing that is humanity um so that i would say was the impact and how it made me feel so before we end this thing on a rating okay what was a popcorn moment you like to discuss it's probably only gonna be in the beginning or the last five minutes (laughs) i will say I'll make it fun. I will make it fun. And oh, okay. Talk, and talk about the floating island. Because that I shit think, ain't fun. The floating island that was killing people. Well, I think on two things. One, because it surprises you. And you did two, right. You did right. <laughs> and two, just the visuals around that sequence within the film was just amazing because it really, it was really at that point where I I, I saw the surrealism of the story mm-hmm. because all throughout, right? I'm like, I'm on board. This could totally happen, right? Very extraordinary, but could totally happen. Mm-hmm. And then like just the, the, oh my God, like his own, I'm like, is it a fever dream that he's having with the fish? Is it actually happening with like their corpse opening up? I'm like, is this island for real? It's all the like millions of mercats. Yeah. And that water. I'm just in the trees. I'm just like, whoa, this is very trippy. It was really trippy. But then when he like unfurls, <clears throat> I'm like, is this an onion? Is it a flower lotus? Like, what is this thing that I'm like, what is he looking at? Because even when I still wasn't really sure what he saw until the very end when he explained it. Okay. <laughs> but still, I was like, I really was confused. I'm like, why did he leave the island? <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, we all know what the hell would have happened to Esther <laughs> if she was on this floating island. Oh, ate up. she would have been ate up. She oh, so but, but I bring the island up, right? Because I feel like this is when you talk about just religion and meaning Mm -hmm. the island right because I feel like when he introduced the island that's when I feel the other characters within the film also really start questioning everything before that Mm -hmm. and everything afterward because again right up to that point you could say, oh, yes, okay, I can sort of see how you could end up with Richard Parker. I can sort of see how somehow in a shipwreck with animals at the bottom of a sh- of you know the ship, somehow those three animals, technically four animals, 
made it out from their cages. Okay, okay. you know, like you you didn't really think about it too much. Like you can sort of see it, right? Right. But then once you hit that island part, there's something about it that really makes you wrestle, right? And makes you really think like, I either have to keep going forward with this narrative or I have to question everything about me. And that really is the crux of faith, right? Faith really requires that you, that you, again, I'm going to keep using that word with like, it's a selling term, but you really anchor your story and your belief in something at the, even when other things around it, like, when even like when you get more information that might contradict you really do have to keep stay the course stay the course um exactly that part because once you start like unraveling right on yes you can't go back. <laughs> can't go back but that's the thing like you can you can go back but right but then you're actively yeah you're actively requires that either you just keep with that eternal vision or you incorporate right that particular dissonance right. into the overall dogma and yes. say hey you might not believe it and you will never find this island again but you need to trust that what i'm saying is true and keep it moving mm. Well, I ain't got shit to say about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. You either you either you either stop believing it because just like just it just doesn't make enough sense, or you believe it and choose not to believe all the other things that are coming in the way of it, or you morph your belief to match or still make sense. You form it. And formulate it whatever way you can to make it all still fit. It's fascinating. So many questions, not enough answers. Mm-hmm. We'll never get the answers. I think we all know that. Yes. Um, ultimately. And well, that's the thing, right? That's what he said. Like that's never life. Get the answers. Yeah. That is life. Like we, you know, as much as we again like twist and turn to make things make sense for us, like like the ship is still gonna be wrecked. You're still going to have to deal with loss. Uh You're still going to have to rebuild after loss. You know, it's just, it's, it's life. It's just going to keep hopefully turning around the sun, the earth. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? The fuck? So, (laughs) So, okay, what is the rating, our popcorn rating? Does it get a small popcorn, medium, large, or extra large popcorn? Life of pie. I will say medium. I definitely recommend watching it, again, at the very least for just the amazing visuals. Um, The story is, like I said, it's, it's sadly one of those where the end like you there for two hours really for the end mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's sort of it <laughs> um but 
overall, it is done in a very pretty, amazing bow that's worth experiencing. So, Agreed. Yeah, medium. I'm giving it an extra large because oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this without any of the culture context or any of the extra information she'd have dropped. And I just appreciated it. It was just good stuff. So there we are, everyone. Thank you again for listening to- This is to... the first time we disagreed. It we is. We usually always do the same rating. <laughs> totally fine. Totally no, fine. No, I love it. I love right? it. I love it too. We got, we, come on now. This is where it's really getting into it. Really getting into this mm -hmm. stuff here. <laughs> so thank you all for listening to our popcorn podcast for this Life of Pie review. Remember mm -hmm. to follow us, review us, support us on all your podcast listening platforms. And we will see you in the credits. Yep, yep. You and them guns. <laughs>